and welcome to Ask the Howlers, a new podcast from VMware, where we interview a variety of cybersecurity experts about the threat landscape, the culture of InfoSec, and our changing workforce. I'm your host, Karen Morstell. In each episode, we'll dive deep into the topics that are top of mind for security leaders and speak with people who are helping to move the industry forward. Let's get to today's conversation. Welcome to Ask the Howlers, a cybersecurity expert roundtable of trusted advisors, security strategists, and industry influencers. We discuss the latest developments affecting cybersecurity professionals and share actionable tips and resources. Most importantly, this live platform provides the opportunity for you to interact with us on the show, so please post your comments and questions. My name is Karen Worstel. I'm the Senior Cybersecurity Strategist at VMware and your host for Ask the Howlers. Our esteemed guest today is Lynn Dome, Executive Director of WISIS. WISIS is a global community of women, allies and advocates bringing talented women together to celebrate and foster their passion and drive for cybersecurity. It's so much more though than community. The programs, the mentorship, and the scholarship that WISIS offers is Mission in Action. And if you haven't heard about it yet, please check out the incredible opportunities at WISIS.org. That's W-I-C-Y-S.org. Lynn, welcome to Ask the Howlers. Hi, Karen. Thank you so much for having me. It's so great to have you here. You know, it's one thing to have a mission. Lots of us have a mission and aspirations. It's another to take that mission and see real results like you have. You've done an incredible job um, at the helm of WISIS. I would ask you to please talk a little bit about the program, how it's flourished over the last 10 years and the impact that it's having. Sure. Well, thank you so much, you know, talking about the mission, but, you know, it's really the passion that we all have. I mean, for me to be executive director for the WISIS organization is merging my career into my passion. And to be able to do that each and every day, it's just um, a great gift to be able to work with individuals like you and the entire WISIS community, the strategic partners and all the conference arrangements and all the things that we do and have it all come to life and make sense and really impact the workforce because of it. So I appreciate that intro. So a little bit about the WISIS organization is we started back in 2014 when our founder, Dr. Amberine Siraj, at the time she was at Tennessee Tech University, she reached out to NSF for some seed funding for the first ever Women in Cybersecurity Conference. But the reason why was because when prior to that, when she was a student and she was studying and loving cybersecurity, she was the only female in the classroom. And then many years later, when she's now a PhD and a professor and teaching cybersecurity, she's still the only female in the classroom. Like so many years have passed and the ratio didn't change. So at the time she was teaching her class, I mean, this is the 2012, 2013, 2014 timeframe. And at the time she was educating her classroom that there was uh, 1 million unfilled cybersecurity jobs. There's nothing but career growth and pay opportunities in the cybersecurity workforce. There's 0% unemployment, like all these great statistics. And a little known statistic came out that women represented 11% of the workforce. Well, 
she wasn't seeing it, not in her circles, you know, in industry, government and academia. And so if they're saying that 11% of women back then existed in cyber, where were they? So her idea was let's reach out to NSF, get some seed funding, start the first ever Women in Cybersecurity Conference. It's a technical conference and bring women in cyber together to talk about cybersecurity. And that first conference was a hit. They had 350 attendees. Then the second conference was 550. And we grew from there. So the the proof of concept was that women in cyber exist and through the collective strength of the community, advancement and growth opportunities extend from it. And so you fast forward to the 2022 conference, we reach full capacity in less than a day of opening up registration. Our hashtag alone at the end of a two-day conference reached 16 million. If that doesn't give you like a bird's eye view of the strength of the global cyber sisterhood or hearing the voice of the community and the community at large, the global organization, I don't know what does. But regardless of gender, the conference is a little um, interesting because we are the only cybersecurity conference that ensures equal representation of uh, industry professionals and uh, female cybersecurity students as well. So for every regular registrant, we issue out a scholarship. So the past few years, we've received you know over $5.5 million in funding and have issued out over 8,000 scholarships. But that's how we started, because by the time we get to the conference, we have a wait list that's close to 1,000. In 2018, we became a nonprofit. So now we're this big global organization, member based. We have 5,800 members, representation in over 70 countries, 54 professional affiliates that are mini WESIS organizations. They're all throughout Africa, Australia, Canada, France, India, Pakistan, the UK, and throughout the United States. We have specialty affiliates, artificial intelligence, critical infrastructure, cloud security, BSO, data privacy, cybersecurity law, LGBTQ plus pride, neurodiversity, military. Like wherever there's a niche area, we're here to bring a community around it and have advancement extend from it. And then we have over 180,000. Uh, 180, that would be great, but we have over 180 student chapters. And that's just our community alone. So many different initiatives, training programs, mentor mentees, speakers, bureau, all that great stuff to recruit, retain, and advance women in cybersecurity. I have to say, when I went to the uh, last event that was in Denver, and I was at the Gaylord, which is an amazing place, and you're going to be back in Denver next spring, right? The energy level was through the roof. The enthusiasm of the people that I talked to there, it, it's like they found their place where it's, number one, it's safe, but that's not the main thing. It's that there is so much going on that the opportunity for them to connect, like you said, the representation from students, academia, and the professional sector is just, it's a great combination. And um, I really, I just I enjoy the energy so much. I, I want to take a, a quick second and talk about what you do with training. Our, the, the, it's a scholarship program and the mentorship, what you're doing to help develop people in the context of that, to grow them in the industry. Yeah, so the training programs really came out. They were born through the pandemic, you know, in 2020, yeah. March Fifth, we canceled March 5th at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. It's forever etched in my brain as one of those memorable moments that we made that really tough decision to cancel the this conference that was supposed to be March 12th through the 14th. So we canceled that conference and quickly we launched into a virtual platform. Well, from there, many of our partners and conference sponsors and strategic partners, they have all dependent just like us on that in-person presence. And so we started brainstorming ideas very quickly quickly and how can we support our community, especially during a time that our community support was more needed 
even more than ever due to the pandemic. And so we wanted to utilize this time for really intense advancement opportunities for women. And that's when we started launching our training program and our mentor-mentee program. So the first security training scholarship was funded solely by Google. And it was to find that hidden untapped talent. And we, we had 900 enrolled. It was a tiered program, no matter where women were at in the tier, even if they didn't advance to the next tier, because, because it's multi-staged, of course, not every Everyone advanced every tier, but even if they didn't advance, they were walking away with something like a learning opportunity, a new skill set um, that they could grow and expand upon. And then those advanced tier recipients received SANS certifications, and we placed them in their cybersecurity careers in less than a year of completion. So it was great. We're impacting the workforce. But what was really unique about that program is our intentional actions to make a difference. And that program was designed and developed with the thought of let's find that hidden talent. Let's create opportunities. Let's not skim from the top and advance those like a lot of programs do. It was those that were the biology majors that are looking for a career change. Um, those school teachers that are like interested in cybersecurity, but don't quite know. We want to find the aptitude, the grit, the determination. And once that's discovered, we're going to invest in those women and we're going to advance them. And then they could get the careers that they love in a space that they love, making the money that they deserve and can support themselves, their families, and live the lifestyle that they wanted to live. And, and that program caught the attention then of Bloomberg, Meta, Craig Newmark Philanthropies, and Google, of course, scaled it again. And we scaled it again this time around. So we continue to run that program. And, um, and other programs that, well, Fortinet does their NSE4 certification exam. We do, uh, Target does their cyber defense challenges for us. So, you know, other partners have stepped into the space of creating a, a, a kind of training program opportunities. So it's been really great. It, it is great. I mean, it, it, I just love to see how much that's why I say mission, there's mission and then there's mission and action. And you are doing so much to make a, a difference in this space. Um, when I came to VMware, um, the, they have pods, the women's pod at VMware. P pod stands for power of difference. Um, and yeah, and it's, you know, very similar in mission to, uh, it's not focused just on cybersecurity, but very similar in mission to the kinds of things that um, you're doing in WESIS. And, and thank you for that. I'm going to remember to call it we, sis. I like that better because it's like we, sis, and supposed to why, sis. So thank you. <laughs> but the, that, that whole idea of the pod and building, you know, empowerment, uh, a place where women can be recognized and heard and build the confidence to be able to advance their career and take it wherever they want to go. Like you said, to participate in a well-compensated industry, frankly, and the impact that that will have when that is put in the hands of women. So let's talk just a little bit about why women in cybersecurity, why women in technology, what difference does it make? We, Of course, we're going to expand the workforce. We're going to have a more diverse workforce. Why do we care about a more diverse workforce? Well, yeah, I mean, of course, expanding the workforce is the reason why we're in existence. You know, we're not a woman's only organization. We're a community comprised of women, men, allies, and advocates mm -hmm. that have a strong mission and passion to recruit, retain, and advance women in cybersecurity because we're one piece, like one solution to the critical workforce shortage. Now we're at like right. 
2.72 million unfilled jobs right now, and that's projected to grow fairly quickly, um, even more. So we're at this critical point and something has to be done. And so that's the, the reason why the community has all come together. But the power of diversity of thought is the most intentional of pieces here. And in order in cybersecurity, it's really critical because we're breaking up the groupthink mindset, the status quo. Errors are made, think mindset. And so we don't have time for errors in the cybersecurity teams. And we're building teams here. We're not building silos. We're building teams of individuals working together. In order to have that, you need that multifaceted approach, that think tank that works very well with each other, with each other's strengths. Well, that comes from the power of diversity of thought. And that takes not only genders, it's identities, races, cultures, experiences, backgrounds, and more. It's all hands on deck. These problems in cybersecurity have never previously existed. They're coming at these cyber teams at a rapid rate. Mm -hmm. And so to, to break up the groupthink mindset, to be able to have everyone look at these scenarios with different lenses, and to be able to come together with solutions quickly is the ideal scenario. And so that comes with the the having the gender equity um, and balance of the workforce there. So the diversity is really important. Yep, I totally. Well, I agree with you. As you know, one hundred percent. We talk about this. Like our conversation. Well, it, I mean, we are like you said. It's coming at us really fast. It's going to keep coming at us fast. It's going mm -hmm. to be things that we've never seen before. The best way for us to solve those problems is to have that diversity of viewpoint and, and to learn to problem solve and um, analyze with multiple voices as opposed to the, what seems like the expedient fast way when everybody thinks the same. Um, we're definitely going to have things that we overlook if we do it that way. So I love that we're going to we're building that diversity. Have you seen like, so the needle, I know I always say this when the, um, when I got my graduate degree in computer science, women were 34% of the computing workforce. Then we took a huge dive and it's bouncing back thanks to work like WESIS and, and other organizations and all of the allies and advocates. What do you see? Is that, is that pendulum starting to swing? Is the needle moving? Is it getting better? The studies show that women are roughly 20 to 24% in the cybersecurity workforce. Now, that was 2019, 2020 that those data points came out, yeah. the new ones. So we saw the improvement from the forever doom and gloom stat of 11% of the workforce. I mean, how many years, Karen, were you hearing that 11% women yeah. represent? After a while, it was like, okay, we get it. Enough. Let's do something. About it, you know? Do something. <laughs> report the same statistic and not have any movement or progress. So it was nice to see that 20 to 24%. But I have to say, I don't know within your circles, when I'm on, I, I do a lot of presentations with CISOs and panels and moderate a lot of different type of conversations. And I always ask, are, is everyone seeing it in their circles, that 20 to 24%? Right. And the majority aren't, and that's just the reality. They're really not. And, and, and perhaps since the data has come out, the pandemic has impacted, you know, we have geopolitical, you know, issues going on around the world. There's lots of things that are impacting the workforce for women in particular, but the progress is being made in the conversations like this. What I can say is that there's a lot more awareness and there's a lot more openness to these conversations and intentional actions that are taking place. I'm also seeing from a global perspective, the community really coming together. And if organizers aren't doing it or employers, other individuals on teams are being more mindful and they're 
more intentional with their actions and how they're showing up for others in this space. So I see a shift in the conversation, which is very inspiring. Yeah, I, you know, I would agree. I think we still have pockets where things aren't changing much, but there are more and more those conversations that are happening and there seems to be an awareness. Um, you and I have talked before about the idea of the Brotopia blueprint and, you know, this cultural blueprint that has been overlaid on us in the tech industry and in cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's still pretty strong. We have a lot to overcome based on, you know, life experience, work experience, culture, unconscious bias, lots of, there's just so much that we've inherited that took us to the 11% and now is, is I think, slowing the progress, especially after the pandemic. So what do you see from the standpoint, I mean, you've already mentioned that you, you hear the conversations that are better. Um, do you think we're going to need to go through generations of change? What more can we do, I guess, is the question, to help accelerate that, given that we have kind of a strong bow wave that's providing some resistance? Yeah, so that's a lot to think about. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, and it's kind of unfair. I throw that out at you, but it's a reality, right, that I think that women are experiencing, so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, we could we could talk about this for the next six hours and then add on another day of conversation and still, um, you know, it, it's like when you look, I think generational it is that is going to be a difference when you look at even the gender closing the gender wage gap. You know, they predict 135 more years till we can close the gender wage gap. Like, woohoo. OK, like that's very discouraging. And it, it, does, it is a setback. It is a mindset and it's very hard. So to know that it's generation, to know that we're patiently moving the needle and keep plugging along and making progress is really important. But what I do see is more of the conversation. So our mission is to recruit, retain, and advance women in cybersecurity. We could recruit women all we want. We have. We have. You have. Many organizations and companies do. But the real issue lies in that retention piece. And that's really, you know, that space of inclusion. So we, we, we talk about diversifying the workforce. Let's diversify the workforce. But it is a feel-good metric. It feels good. You can look at it. And next year, you can look at it again. And you can see an improvement. You can pat yourself on the back. And you can say, our DEI initiative has been a success. And because it's a metric you can measure, you can measure diversity. But inclusion, you can't measure it. It's invisible. And it's a feeling. And that's what it is. It's a feeling to yeah. folks that only felt when you're excluded. So Karen, you and I are included in the conversation right now. So we're feeling inclusion. We're feeling that connection. But if there was someone else off to the side that wasn't included, they're feeling excluded. We wouldn't even recognize that. So it's a very complicated and challenging process. So it's all about these mindful, intentional actions. Like anyone listening to this program, how are we showing up as leaders in this space? And what kind of actions are we moving forward to help cultivate that space of inclusion, diversity will expand and it will extend when you have that foundation of inclusion. So like peeling back the later, going deep rooted into that inclusive space and and some companies, organizations and people leaders, they're doing it right. They're getting it and they're seeing the difference because of it. But that is really a lot of learning. That's a very strong educational process. 
And you have to be open. Leaders have to be open to learning about it and to be able to put the steps forward to make the change. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. Let's move away from the numbers about diversity and talk about what does it create? How do we create that culture of inclusion? And what are the elements that make that up? And what do we have to change in ourselves in order to make that happen? And, you know, you and I get to, you and I get to chat from time to time. And one of the things that we've talked about before is how do we retain the women who are here? Because honestly, if this is a generational project, it means that we have to be the shoulders for the next generation to stand on. That if we're, if we don't stay in the game, it might be hard and it might not be the greatest, but if we don't stay in the game somehow and create that environment where we can retain that talent, then the next wave of women coming and the next generation of women coming, they're not going to have our shoulders to stand on. They're not going to have that platform. So we need to, we need to all work together to make that happen. Right. Yeah. And it's really uh, standing next to the women we support. Like when uh, uh, sometimes at the WESIS conference, we'll, we'll say things like when one woman rises, lending a hand, like together collectively we're rising and that, the, the progress. And, and although it's been challenging for some women in the workforce, there's a lot of wins there in the workforce and yep. in cybersecurity is a great place for women to be. And so for encouraging and bringing other women with us and to be able to advance in those senior roles and executive roles and, you know, and really have that difference is extremely critical for the security of ourselves, the security of our families and our companies that we work for, for cybersecurity. I mean, the workforce needs it. Absolutely. But that's a great, that's a great landing spot. Um, I want to give you a chance to talk a little bit about um, the WESIS conference coming up. So when is registration going to happen? Because I, I just want to let everybody know when Lynn says registration opens and closes on the same day, she's not kidding. <laughs> I've had to go beg for a ticket when I couldn't get in in time. And so, and so uh, I always watch for that. So let people know when is, do you have a date for when registration is going to open? It is in February. I don't know the date off the top of my head. I really should, but I don't. But it's always in February. I think last year was like February 7th, but you could check it out on our website, wesis.org. And then there's the conference tab and it will show the registration. So right now we have lots of exciting things going on and the flurry of activity is going on um, within uh, our organization is that our call for participation is open. And so we're a technical conference. And so with participation as a speaker, presenter, workshop, birds of a feather, lightning talk, you name it, um, comes registration. And some of them even include like the hotel. And so that's open until October 31st. And so I'd encourage everyone to, uh, you know, be what others can see. And that's the cybersecurity professionals that you are and step into the space to be able to present at a technical conference and put yourself out there. Another thing is our scholarships are open. So we have our equity and advancement scholarship. We have our veteran scholarship, our student scholarship and our faculty scholarship. So all four of those scholarship opportunities are open and that's open until October 31st as well. So this conference coming up, we anticipate issuing out over 700 scholarships. And, and to note, students can't just register to attend. They have to go through the scholarship application. And then we also offer the other scholarships as well. So there's lots of activity going on right now for the WESIS conference. We're going to be putting together a great, fantastic program. So many, over 500 volunteers like step up into this space each and every year uh, through WESIS. So it's really outstanding. 
that we couldn't do what we do if it wasn't for the community. And like you said, it's really energizing. Like the energy that you get from a WESIS conference, one of our strategic partners walked away and she said that all the cybersecurity conferences she goes to, she walks away and we've all felt it. When you, when you come home from a conference, you're like, oh, like you're depleted. You don't want to talk to right. anyone. Oh, that's true. It's really true. Yeah. It is. Your energy is tapped. And it says the energy and the experience and the rewarding conversations that you have. When you leave, you feel very filled up. There's a lot going on and there's a lot of energy that's received from all the giving that happens at the conference as well. Isn't that an interesting contrast? That is really, that's fascinating. And I would affirm that. That's what might been my experience as well. And we have, we have one question in the comments, back to the scholarship, more details about the scholarship the scholarship programs. So those are on the website. There's information on the website about the scholarships. Yes. So the training scholarships is on our website, wesis.org. We have um, an about initiatives and training programs. So check out the tabs. And so all the training programs are up there. We're going to be launching two new training programs coming soon. And I believe um, we'll have one at the beginning of the new year as well. So keep a lookout for that. Definitely subscribe to our newsletter to stay up to date on all things with WESIS. And then our scholarship to come to the conference, that's open right now until October 31st. And that's on our website under conference. Okay, great. And do you deliver the the programs that you do deliver for the students in the scholarship outside of the conference? Is that something that people can um, participate in online? Yes, all of them are virtual. And majority of them are open internationally, like world, global. Perfect. Perfect. Well, that that's just that's phenomenal. We could talk all day. We, when we get together, that's what we do. <laughs> so, it's been such a pleasure to have you here on Ask the Howlers and to talk about this. I want to encourage everyone: please go out to the wisis.org website, w-i-c-y-s.org. Um, all of the information about participating, about the upcoming conference, about how to get involved, it's all out there. And uh, yeah. Lynn, I can't wait to see you again. And you'll be back in Denver in the spring so for the conference. So I'll get to see you in person again. Yes, I can't wait. Looking forward to it. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. And always the conversation with you is always the best, Karen. So thank you. Oh, thanks, Lynn. Good to see you. Take care. You can watch the video live stream of this conversation on the VMware Carbon Block LinkedIn and YouTube channels. We look forward to seeing you next time. 